Okay, let's get into Parsha's Vayera, but first today's Parsha Shear is dedicated by Linda and Arthur Cook in memory of Milton Cook, Moshe Ben Yosef, whose yard site was today. We thank the Cook family for the sponsorship. So we get into Parsha's Vayera, Tavshin Pei Dalid, the second Parsha of the Avos, and again, all the learning as we, uh, as we do all of these weeks are Lizchus for Klai Yisrael, Lizchus for all of those who are uh, on, on, the, on our front lines, uh, for Rafu Shalema, for the uh, Lizchus of uh, returning all of those taken from us uh, to their homes and all of the uh, Lizchuyos that we could get by studying Hashem's Torah together. So, Parshas Vayera, we get into the story of Avraham. And Avraham being visited by Kaddish Baruch Hu. If there was any parsha with major events in it, this is it. This is it. We have angels meeting, uh, meeting, uh, coming to visit man. We have metropolis, metropolis, uh, a metropolis that is destroyed by, by, um, by heavenly, heavenly decree, right? We have Akedas Yitzchak. We have treaties with foreign nations. Right? There's a lot going on here in uh, in Parshas Vayera. I think we noted a number of years ago. Rabbi Steins also thought Vayera is jam packed, one after another after another, major events, and then Chayesara is quiet, and Chayesara is just he buries his wife, he looks for a son, a wife for his son, every day, and it's the balance in life of the major events, serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, those major moments, and the Chayasara, the day in, the day out. It's the Vayera and it's the Chayasara. I mentioned that from Rabbi Steins also a number of years ago. But now tonight we start off with Vayera, the first Pasuk. Vayera, Elav Hashem, Hashem appears to Avraham, Be'elonei Mamrei, Fu Yoshe Pesach HaOl Kechom Hayom. And he's sitting at the door of the tent, Kechom Hayom, and it's really hot outside. Kechom Hayom, at the heat of the day. Why is it important for us to know that? Kechom Hayom. So Chazal already pick up on that and say, well, Hashem made it really, really hot, so no guests would come. That's what Kachom Hayom is, is, uh, tipping us off for. Hashem took the sun out of its container. So as not, I'm reading Rashi, not to bother Avram Avinu with guests. If there were guests, he would definitely have them, and therefore he, he just had surgery. We want him to relax a little bit. And because he was in such pain, as we've noted in the past also, Avinu didn't just want to do chesed. It pained him if he couldn't do chesed. It was so part of who he was. And Hashem saw that it was more painful for him not to be able to serve guests more than the surgery itself. So, he brought angels in the form of men. Says Rav Shlomo Kluger in Source Number One in the Imre Shefer. Shlomo Kluger is one of the most prolific writers that we have in our history. Um, he wrote many, many svarim. Some of them we have, some of them we don't have. Elflacha Shlomo are some of his shuvas, a thousand of his shuvas. Um, but in the Imre Shefer, one of his uh, svarim on Chumash, Nire Hakavana. Let me explain what I think this pasuk means. That Hashem appeared to Avraham, and it was Kachom Hayom. Nire Hakavana. There's a difference, as we know between the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu and the prophecy of all other Nevi'im, including Avram Avinu. As great as Avram was, his prophecy was still within the category of all other Nevi'im. Shar Nevi'im and not Moshe Rabbeinu. Kfar Biram Mepharshim, the Mepharshim I've already explained. The Rambam lists off four differences between Moshe Rabbeinu and the others, but Rav Shlomo Kluger just summarizes one. Shashar Nevi'im ha-yitzrichim ha-chana l'kabel ha 
Generally, prophets couldn't talk to Hashem whenever they wanted. Right? This is one of the four differences the Rabbim says. They had to wait for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to come to them. They had to get themselves ready. They had to prepare themselves spiritually and meditate and connect and, so to speak, plug themselves in. But it's up to Hashem if there is an electrical blackout or the electricity is on. So I could plug myself in. If Hashem wants the electricity to be on, then I'll connect to Him. And if not, then I won't connect to Him. If I don't prepare myself, then I'm not going to talk to Hashem for sure. Moshe didn't have to prepare. He was always in that state. He was always in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every moment. Hashem spoke to him all the time. Moshe could even go to Hashem and say, can I ask you something? As we know, that, that was the Musr that Hashem gave to Miriam and Aaron at the end of Parshas Baloscha. When Hashem appeared to them suddenly, and they were screaming, Mayim, Mayim, we're not ready, we need to... And he was teaching them, you see why Moshe has to be away from his wife. You see why Moshe is not like all other Nevi'im. Exactly this issue. The Herolam, Hashem showed them, They don't get uh, Nevi'im suddenly. So now let's get back to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu generally, like all of the Nevi'im, did not receive Hashem's presence unless he prepared, he focused, and he was ready. Then Hashem would speak to him. As long as Avram didn't prepare for the experience that he was in Zohar. Fine. But now step two. When did Avraham prepare? So we don't know exactly what Avraham did, but we do know one detail. Avraham was Mesachin Shachris in this week's parsha. Right? Yitzchak next week's parsha, and Yaakov in two parshios after that in Vayetze. So Avraham's time was the morning. If he was Mesachin Shachris, if he enacted that tefillah, that shows, that reflects that that's the time that he readies himself, so to speak. But after that, let's say, Avram Avinu was Avram Avinu, but he wasn't like Moshe Rabbeinu in terms of always being in the zone of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that intense way. Only in the morning. But because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to visit him, and Biker Cholim, and because maybe he just, Avram Avinu just, uh, accepted to the covenant, the bris, so Hashem came to him even without preparation. That's Kachom Hayom. It's the afternoon, it's the heat of the day. This is not the time that Avram Avinu usually is Mechanis Atzmo. And yet Hashem came to him, that's the Chiddush of the first Pasuk in Parshas Vayera. Vayera, Elav Hashem, Hashem appeared to him when Avram is sitting Kachom Hayom. That's not normally when Avram Avinu speaks to Hashem, he speaks to him in the morning. Shachris. That's the Chiddush of this Pasuk. It was the afternoon, or at least late morning. It was after it was after uh, Zvan Sov Zvan Avram didn't have it on his mind that Hashem was going to come. And that's where Rashi gets it from. Mikan. Right? What does Rashi say? The first Rashi. Vayera Elav, Levakar Right? He appears, right? It, it's pointed out that 
Hashem appears, nothing is said. Hashem gives Avram the experience, but nothing is said in the Pasuk. But it was the to give him a divine experience. was asking him how he was doing. Okay, so that gives us a little depth into the first Pasuk in the Parsha, Rav Shlomo Kluger about Avram Avinu. Okay, so we continue, so the guests come, and Avram Avinu is machnis them. We have, um, in the Parsha, we have Biker Cholim and Achmas Azarchim. Right, two of the major mitzvahs, Ben Adam right here at the beginning of the, of the Parsha. So Avram hurries, um, and, uh, says to them, um, let me get you food prepared. And in Pasaches, it says, um, after Avram ran to get the Bakar, and it says, And Avram Avinu is standing there under the tree, like a waiter, Chazal say, and they ate. Let's see how one of the Hasidic masters reads a Pasuk. Right? The Klusha's Levi. Rabbi Levi Yitzchak mi Bardichev. V'hu omed alem tachas ha'etz v'yochelu. He, Avram Avinu, stands under the tree and they eat. Ha'klal mavur. And we're going to see Rabbi Frand expands upon this Klusha's Levi uh, in one of his farm. Ha'klal mavur she'balabayis lo yim esnaig b'fnei ha'orech yoser migdulas ha'orech. A host should never act on a higher level, so to speak, than the guest. The, get, the, the, the host should never hold himself to a higher standard, give off the impression that he's a little better, that he does things differently. You have to make the guest feel good. You have to make the guest feel comfortable. You can't talk down to him. You can't make him feel any lower. So it has to be joint. So the Orech doesn't have negative feelings, whether it's jealousy, whether it's just uncomfortable. You have to make the Balabayas feel, you have to make the guests feel good. This Hasidic thought is assuming that Avam Avinu knew that he was standing in front of angels, in front of Malachim. As many point out, a Tzadik, a human being, is called a Mahalech. Someone who goes, someone who grows, someone who is constantly moving. A human being is never static. A human being moves. Shaholech tamid mi madrega lamala. He's always going up and up and up and up. Umalach nikra omed. A malach is is called an omed. Right? Remember that pasuk? I think it's in Zechariah. Right? Bein mahalchim, I go. Bein ani mahalach, bein omdimayla. Malachim are there. We spoke about this at length, Shabbat if you remember. Um, malachim don't grow. They're just there at the, at the uh, level that they are on. Avram Avinu didn't want them to feel bad. Didn't want them to think that he is accomplishing more or doing more in life. What does it say? V'hu omed alehem. Avram made himself into an omed in front of the guests. He didn't want them to be jealous. So the Malachim dressed up like a human. So Avram Avinu dressed up, like a, dressed up, so to speak, like a Malach. And he didn't try to go up, so to speak, the spiritual ladder. He was Omed Aleyev. He was, 
He was omid with them. That's how he, that's how he, uh, he viewed it. That's the Kedushas Levi, uh, on that detail. But Rabbi Franz expands about on this and says, this is in general. We have to make sure that we include the guests. So he says that even a little, uh, more in the positive sense. Uh, not just Avram Avinu acted like the Malachim, but Avram Avinu invited the Malachim to act like him. What does that mean? Let's read Rabbi uh, Fran's words. He says, angels can't grow, cannot earn their olam haba. Humans, turn the page, have the ability that angels don't have. We could grow and attain uh, spiritual perfection. V'chulu. Line 14, Rabbi Fran. But perhaps Avram did even more than that. He gave the angels actual food and enabled them to go through the motions of eating it. Why? Because one of the myriad ways we humans perfect ourselves is by sanctifying the food we eat. We as Jews spend a lot of time eating. Whenever we celebrate, we eat. Whenever we, often we daven, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a minion if they have a kiddush, you know, and if it's a hot kiddush, right, we could go from, from kiddush to a meal. Is that, ever think about that? It's pretty unbelievable how, how, you know, uh, how, how much space there is there, right, for, uh, but that's what we do, but hopefully we do it in a sanctified way. Avram went to all the effort of slaughtering three cows and preparing the best delicacies just to avoid highlighting his guests' inability to grow through eating. He wanted to give them the opportunity, so to speak, at least in the charade, to sanctify the physical. Not just be there, to sanctify. So not just Avram Avinu became an omed, but he allowed them to be mahalchem. He allowed them to raise themselves up. And he gives examples, right? He says, if your Shabbos guest is consumed with trivialities of life, and talking about silly things. Don't announce, wow, it's already 9 o'clock, I have to go learn Dafyomi. And make him feel inferior. If he's not anywhere, you know, in that realm. You could say, you're busy, you have to go. If your guest says, I'm calling it a night, I can't. I have to get up for Tikkun Chatzos in a couple of hours. Right, whatever it is, we have to make sure, you know, what, uh, what to say and how to say it to make them feel good. Remember, someone once told me about a certain... Uh, a certain rabbi, and I'm not going to mention who it is, but uh, I could definitely believe it, that he once had a Shabbos guest, and they brought out Maya Machronim, and he gave it to the guest first, before, and the guest was a Balchub, and he didn't know what to do. He took the Maya Machronim, he looks around, he takes a sip. He doesn't know what uh, what to do with the Maya Machronim. So afterwards, he passes the rabbi, so the rabbi's like, okay, he also took a sip. You know what, he's going to make the guest feel like a, like a fool. So, you know, he also took a sip, maybe at some point after that, he... He, uh, you know, explained it, or maybe he would find out by himself. But he wasn't going to make the guests feel bad, and uh, therefore he acted in that way. But at the Kedusha's Levi, uh, one always has to uh, make the guests feel as if he's one of, as one of the, uh, one with the host. Okay. So we have this story, number one, of Avram Avinu. So we continue, we continue, then we have the birth of, um, the promise of the birth of Yitzchak, uh, and then we have the story of Stom. And Avram's pleading. And Avram's begging. Avram's begging not to destroy Stom. Haft is pet tzaddik in Russia. Ulai yesh chamishim tzaddikim besocheir. Maybe there are 50 righteous in the city. Haft is pet velotis halamakom. Laman chamishim tzaddikim b'shebekir ba. Avram's, Hashem says, no, no, no. No, I won't. 45? I won't. 40, 30, 20, 10? And Avram stopped there. And there weren't even 10, as we know Chazal say. So there is a thought that we mentioned many, many years ago, but uh, we're going to use it again from Rav Sarutskin in the Aznayim LaTorah. What's the emphasis 
of Besochair, there are fifty tzaddikim in the city. In the city. What are those two words adding? Fifty tzaddikim. Of course you're talking about in the city. What is he emphasizing by Besochair? So uh Rav Zoraskin has two ideas. Two ideas. Number one. Laman Emra Besochair. Sometimes you can have a tzaddik who's living in a city, but he's not in the city. He does his own thing. He sits in the base madrash, he sits in his house, and he does not, you know, focus on or help anyone else in terms of their avodah Hashem. He does his own thing. He's a tzaddik, but he's not besochair. So those kind of tzaddikim have nothing to do with the city. They're not going to be mashpia. They're not going to raise them up. That's why Avram says, If the tzaddikim are going to have any effect or rights to be able to save the city with them, they have to have some connection to the city. Right? They've tried. They're connected. Right? Go together. But, but if they're not connected, that Kodesh Baruch Hu is not going to see them as part of the city, and therefore he's not interested in asking for that. So that's why Besochair, is there a tzaddik in the city that, that has what to do with the, with the, um, with the people? But then he says, on line 11, F Shalomar. Shamusagim tzaddik v'rasha, Eitzel b'nei adam heimarak b'yachas el madabrim. Tzaddik and Russia are very relative terms. Very relative terms. One time I heard, I'm not sure if he heard this himself or somebody told him that they were on the train. They were on the train. Right? Rav Sarotsky was Nifter in 1969, 1970 something. Uh, there's a whole group of, of ruffians, so to speak, were on the train and they were talking about all the, all the sins that they did. They went gambling, they ate and drank terrible on Yom Kippur. And the other people said, yeah, who went? You went. Got some Lashonara in there. Right? And uh, so-and-so and so-and-so. And then they say, and so-and-so, did he go? Oh, no, 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 no. He's a tzaddik. He would never eat on Yom Kippur. He's a tzaddik. He would never eat on Yom Kippur. He said he didn't want to go that day. So, so, is that guy a great tzaddik? He didn't eat on Yom Kippur, but I don't know if he's such a great tzaddik. He has a limit compared to all his chevra. He's a tzaddik. Somebody does all the other errors in the book. But because he didn't want to be. Fine. It sounds like he was there. He was on the train. He heard this conversation. And then, Kavar's Ban Ma'am, line 26, I came to the train fit, I came to the yeshiva, I asked about a certain Talmud, tell me about that Talmud. They whispered to me, is he the great, I assume he was asking for a To'elis purpose. He said, he's not the most perfect in Yerat Shemayim. I asked for Pratim, maybe he wanted to help him, maybe he saw that he needs help. So uh, he was asking. He says there was something Lamaisa I needed to know about the other boy. He reads newspapers. I told myself, says the Zayim Latara, Shaharasha shel hayeshiva who bevadaim b'madrega yoser gavoa b'yirashamayim ubekiyim mitzvus hatorah miatzadik shalachabura. Says the Russian the yeshiva and the tzadik on the train. 
So he's a tzaddik and he's a rasha. I think the rasha in the yeshiva has more Torah and Yerat Shemayim and Shemir Samisvas than the tzaddik on the train. So it all depends what you're, what you're, uh, what you're relating to. Says the Rav Saraskan on line six. She's Russia bimkomo futzadik makamacher. Right, there could be a, you know, a Russia over here and a tzaddik over there. V'hine Avram Amr Avram said says pet tzaddik in Russia. Avram says a tzaddik a Russia. What kind of tzaddik or Russia is Avram talking about? Avram knows that there's no ultimate perfect tzaddik gomer in stone. But Avram's a realist. Is there a tzaddik b'socha'ir? At least is there a tzaddik for them? He's not even asking for such an amazing... Right? You think about it, you read the Pasuk Pashtas. Is there, is there a tzaddik in stone? So righteous? You know what stone was like? But is there anybody in stone who the Sedomites would look at and say, oh, he's a tzaddik. So that if he is killed also, what a chil Hashem. What a terrible chil Hashem. Is there at least that kind of tzaddik that he would be looked at as a tzaddik? That's what Avraham Avinu was davening for. Line 12. Who bikeshu is palel, rak al tzaddik besocha ir, tzaddikim al piyashkafas anshe stone. Right, the tzaddikim based on stone, al anashim she eskimu al kol chuke stone, v'orech shahaya l'mashal, aruch menamita yidua, eskimu she zorach l'katzizo, we know the stories in Sanhedrin, terrible stories, right, the guests, they used to stretch out their legs to fit into the bed. They used to cut off their legs to fit into the bed. Elishim karva yorech mamish kamitas amita vachisom ratzul lahalila lov vechulu. But Amra al natachet tarei. What lot? Lot was the tzaddik. Was he the tzaddik? Follow mita shalaru kimidaso mamish vechulu, and they called him a tzaddik. So that's what Avram Avinu was asking for. Is there a tzaddik like that? And if so, then it would be a chil Hashem. And guess what? There wasn't. There wasn't even one. But now we understand. Avram was, wasn't asking for a... Was, it, was there a Gadol Adar in the city? A tzaddik? It wasn't an objective tzaddik. It was a tzaddik betocha ir. And that, and that wasn't, uh, wasn't reality even in, even on that level. Okay. So Avram Davins and Davins and Hashem keeps his word. If there would be those number of tzaddikim there, I would say the city, but there weren't. So Hashem goes to destroy the city through the Malachim. The Malachim come to stone. Lod is taken out. Lod and his daughters, as we have spoken about in the past, they thought that, they, that the world was over. The Pasuk has a shalshalis, vayismama, and he was delayed in coming out. And the Malachim took Lod and pulled him out. Uh, Aisha's Lot. We know the whole story. Right after the whole story, right after the whole story, what happens? What happens to the whole story? Perek Yutas Pasik Chavzayin. Vayashkim Avram Aboker. Avram gets up in the morning. Ela Makom Asher Amat Shem Es Penei Hashem. And then the place that he had stood when he was talking to Hashem. Vayashkev Ha Penei Soma Amora. And he looks out at Soma Amora. And he sees smoke. Kito Ha'aras Kikito Ha'kivshan. He sees the destruction. He sees the destruction. Below was saved. This Pasuk, as we know, is the source for Avram Avinu davening um, Shachris, and also Chazal, Darshin, Brachas Davav, for Makom Kavua. The concept of Makom Kavua, having a set place to daven. Right, Avram went to the place that he had stood. Ela Makom Asher Amad Shom Es Hashem. That's the Gemara in Brachas. 
And the Gemara Brachas has a very lofty and uh, a lot of great things to say about somebody who is Kovea Makom, right? The for source number seven, uh, the beginning of the source. Amar Bichelba, Amar Avuna, Kala Kovea Makom Lutfilaso, Eloke Avraham Beezro. Right, if you're Kovea Makom, the God of Avraham is is with you. Ukishemais, and when that person dies, who is Kovea Makom, who had a set spot to Davin, Omrimlo, you know what they say? It is Leviya, a Anav, a Chasid. What a humble person. What a, what a pious person. He had a set place to David and Shul. Wow, he's like Avram Avinu. And the question, of course, is, how does that get you? Right? You can have, probably, many people out there might know people who aren't so humble, who have a Makam Kavua and Shul. Right? So, so how does Makam Kavua equal humility? So the Shemana Tov here, in the fourth volume of the Shemana Tov, has two pshatim. One a little tongue-in-cheek, one a little, uh, a little uh, not serious, but the other one is very, very strong and very deep. So he says, move on. He quotes, I don't understand. The kviyas makom lachud yagil madrega she omer lave anave chasid. Fikoka kasha lasader she ehe adam makom kavua. It's so hard to have a makom kavua. Everybody has a makom kavua. You leave your talus there. What's so hard about having a makom kavua? That shows you're an anav. So he heard b'shem of Pesach Frank. Heard b'shem of Pesach Frank. It's a sad commentary on on us, but it's uh, you know a little bit true. Hopefully, we'll able to overcome it. What does it mean, Makam Kavua? If you go to shul for a long enough time, you probably found something wrong with what the gabai or the president did, and you're probably upset about somebody in the shul. If you keep it to yourself and you stay in your makam kavua and you don't change rules and you don't go to the other side and you 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 keep it in, so that shows that you're not enough. That shows because the father nobody nobody likes everything that happens in every shul. So we come back going Okay, that's receipt pesach a little little um, jokingly, but then he quotes another idea on the next page. Maybe there's something deeper. Makam Kavua isn't just a Makam Kavua in the physical sense. Makam Kavua is in the spiritual sense. We know a number of the Bali Musr say on the Pasuk in Tehillim, Miyala What does that mean? Miyala. Who will go up the mountain of God? Who will go up? Umiyakum and who will stay up? Who will go up and who will remain on the mountain? Because sometimes it's hard to get up the mountain, but sometimes it might even be harder to stay on the ma- stay on top. To stay on top, you climb, you climb, you climb, you get there. Okay, now you have to you have to stay there. Yoser kalalos. Maybe at the beginning it's the adrenaline, it's the push. You're climbing. Yoser kalulalos laharashem. Sometimes it might be easier to climb up, ulagila madriga gadola, to get to some uh, such high levels. It's hard to stay there. not to fall. not to, to trip a little bit. because life's about up and down and up and down. We go up and we down. It's hard. So what's the what's you went up in your tefillah. You reached a certain level in your tefillah. 
and you're koveya makom there. And you hold steady at that level. You hold steady at that makom. So that's what the Pesach's talking about. Not a physical place in shul. But I, I reach a level in my avodas hatfilah and I, and I stay strong or go higher. Doesn't just mean that spot. It does mean that spot. And the Rishon him talk about it. It definitely means that spot. Don't fall backwards. I wasn't answered in my tefillah. I'm upset. Right, to stay on the makom. Right, and this is what this is what it says about Avraham. He went to the place that he would dive into beforehand. What just happened? Avraham got up, and his tefillah was not answered as he thought it. He wanted it. He dove in for stone, and stone was destroyed. What did Avraham do? He went back to the same spot. He went to the same spot. Meaning, Avraham didn't let. The answer that he received affect his kavana, affect his focus. He kept going on the same level. Because it's not about me. I try my best, but I'm going to keep going. And that's hey anav, hey chassid. That's a reflection of unbelievable humility. I just came about an hour ago from a shiva call. It went to be a shiva call in this time period, but it wasn't a shiva call of uh, anything to do with the war. It was a shiva call of uh, a young uh, a young woman, a bunch of children who was niftera from cancer. So the mother, the mother, as one said to me as I was leaving, she said, "I just I daven. You know, there was been so many tefillas and so many tehillims for the months and months and months." And we didn't see all the answers that we that we wanted, but I hope those tefillas fall fall somewhere by the soldiers, by your children, by the by the people out there protecting us. Those tefillas were there, but I know there she, she didn't she didn't fall from the level. She was on, I'm like listening to this. I'm like she, she's like Hashem, take those tefillos, and we didn't see the answer that so to speak we wanted. But hopefully other people will see the answer. And Klai Yisrael will see the answer. She's Koveya Makam with Filaso. She's Koveya Makam. Exactly the same idea. Avram didn't get the answer. And he went back to the same, he went back to the same spot. That's Koveya Makam. Okay. So we continue now to the Akeda. The Akeda. Right, there's, again, there's so much here. Avram and Avimelech, Beersheva. But we have the Akedah. At the end of the Akedah, we know that Avraham questions, Hashem, could you please explain yourself? Excuse me. Can you please explain yourself? Right beforehand, you told me, take your son up. Now you tell me, take your son down. Right? I don't understand it. Right? Atoya Dati, Rashi quotes. When I told you to take your son, I didn't tell you to slaughter your son. I just said to take your son up. You took him up, bring him down. That's a Rashi. Question. 
question. And this might have bothered us, if not explicitly, it probably bothered us in the recesses of our brain. Did Avraham then misunderstand God? You know, if Avram really had, had understood, would he just have brought Yitzchak up without a knife and without the wood and without anything? Is that what Hashem wanted? Did Hashem want him to misunderstand it? Right, Avram didn't have the clarity of Moshe Rabbeinu, fine, but like, did Avraham misunderstand Hashem's sivui? That's what it sounds like from this Rashi. Hashem says, no, no, I told you to bring him up. I didn't tell you to kill him. It says the Argadalia, source number nine of Gedalia Shore. He misunderstood. The kavana wasn't to kill him, but just to bring him up. But says the Argadalia, the chas v'shalom lo markein shetav mavinu alav shalom beper shanavua. It's chas v'shalom. You can't say that Abraham misunderstood. That's not a, the, that, so the whole test of the Akedah was Hashem tried to mislead him with, with ambiguous wording? Come on. Abraham Avinu made such a mistake? We, we, we can't believe that. We can't believe that. So says the Argadaya, now in the next section. Line six. Lo dimanu ki We know generally, the machshava, the thought to do a mitzvah is not enough. I could dream about nitilas lulav, but if I don't actually do it, so then I don't get the mitzvah. It's impossible for a person to fulfill his obligation of a mitzvah by thought. She is bonein besichlo kalakavanus. And even if somebody is like the Arizal knows all the Kabbalists and the Kavanis. I know all the secrets of all the... If I don't do the mitzvah, I don't get the credit. I don't get the credit. You have to do the mitzvah. The Yachshov Ki'ilu Asa, Maisa Mitzvah, if I think about all the Kavanis that I think as if I did it, it doesn't work. Ki'amutel ala Adam Asa Mitzvah. You gotta do the mitzvah. Va'yideh Asiyas HaMitzvah, Yochol Adam Lifo Yoser, Mikol HaKavanis HaMachshavis. Doing the mitzvah is better than any Kavanis. Do the mitzvah. That's what life's about. Okay, Kavana can add to my performance. It can help shape my performance, how it shapes me. But it's it's about doing it. It's about doing it. Line 19. Bazehu ki nitfas olam There's a lack. If I think about it, there's still something lacking. Because no matter how much we think about something, until we have that reality, it's not the same. Somebody could dream, let's say somebody's going to a fancy restaurant. Somebody could dream all day about how that hamburger is going to taste. They could dream about it. They could, they could taste it in their mind's eye. But once you get that hamburger, it's not the same. Meaning it's a totally different Bria. Right? Any experience that we dream of, it's not the same, the dreaming of it and when it actually happens. Any pleasure that we have. Right? So you can't. You can't do it by machshava. There's something lacking. So to Avram Avinu, he was doing it. Vayavaki cut the ola. The Ramban talks about already why did Avram cut the wood uh, before he 
before he even went, just get the wood there. He wanted to do something. And the normally Melech, he quotes from the Ramban, we mentioned this in our Shira, Shirim, Shirim, that whenever a person has a, a moment of inspiration, he should try to ground it and anchor it in something physical, in a Misa, because feelings and inspirations are fleeting. But that's all of us. Avram Avinu, when he was told to shecht his son, and originally, that was the Tzivli. The Tzivli was bring up your son and shecht your son and kill your son. When Avram Avinu was makabal to do that, and he was on his way, and he had the knife above Yitzchak, to Avraham, it was done. His machshava was not like our machshavas ha-mitzvah. His machshava was actually ke'ilu, his son was already dead. And because he reached that level, Hashem says to him, and maybe Hashem knew that he would reach that level. Remember, that's the machlokas, Ramban, Rabbeinu Bachai. What does it mean that Hashem tested Avraham? Because he already knew what the student could do. He was just bringing it out to potential. So once Avraham, Ki'ilu, fulfilled it, because his machshava is Kamaisa, then Hashem says, you're done. It's not like our machshava Kamaisa. But for Avram Avinu, Nimsa, he was Mekayim, what Hashem had in mind. And now Hashem will say, well, I... I told you to bring him up. You did it. So now bring it down. Not that you misunderstood. But you've done exactly what I asked you to do in what I wanted you to understand. Right? That's all. That's what he says on the next page. Ki achshav, we're on line 10. Nichla ba'la gam akrava. Originally, the Allah included the akrava. I'm sorry, now. It wasn't clear. But Avram Avinu did it. And that's why, what is the, fascinating, what does the Malach say? Avram, Yan Asher Asisa, he didn't do it. Because you did it. He didn't do it. Yeah, he did it. So you might just say, Pashab Shah, that means he did it, he wanted to do it. But it doesn't say that, he says he did it. Yan She Asisa, Asisa Daika, She Nechshav Kilu Asaz, if he did it. And that's what it says in Zvachim and elsewhere. Chazal tell us the ashes of Yitzchak are sitting in front of Hashem. The ashes of Yitzchak? What kind of ashes? Yitzchak wasn't burned. Yitzchak wasn't killed. What does it mean? The ashes. Because Machshava Kamaisa. For Avraham. For Avraham it was Ki'ilu. Ki'ilu was done already. That is um, the words of Rav Gedaya Shor. And if we think it was only said by Rav Gedaya Shor, it's said by others. We did part of this years ago. I just gave it to you again to look at the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma also says it in his own words, uh, where he talks about on the, uh, just read one on the left side. Once he tied him down, v'shuv banav yuchoshki mitivam l'asem b'tzachar nishbarachu machshavim mitzarefes l'maisa says something very very simple. Okay, moving right along to another question about the akeda. We've asked this question before and given other answers, but we're here. We're going to give two other answers this year. Says the Ksav Sofer, source twelve. He named mafarshim edaktakim. 
Why is this considered the Nisayon of Avram Avinu? The ninth Nisayon, the tenth Nisayon. Why isn't it a Nisayon of Yitzchak? He was the one that was sticking out his neck. He was the one that it was going to affect the most. Excuse me. So why is it that uh, Yitzchak, doesn't, so to speak, doesn't get the credit? So the Ksav Sofer, short answer, says, Venerali Pashit. Yitzchak had an Avraham to teach him, to educate him, to shape him. Avraham had nobody. We spoke about this a little bit last week. Avraham didn't have any teacher. Much harder. Much harder. Yitzchak had an Avraham. Ki Yitzchak shoye ben Avraham and his gadol mikat nuso. Be'emunas uman from his young age. He was taught. Avinu lived in life of Mesiras Nefesh. And that's what Yitzchak saw in his father. Right? Avinu came to it himself. So, that's number one. Avram didn't have anybody to learn from. That's why he made the test even greater for him. Number one. But maybe there's another answer. Maybe another answer. If you look in the Chamudi Daniel, by Daniel Stein, is a Likut. Um, see, he has two ideas. Two ideas. One of them we mentioned before, which is kind of an opposite approach that we, from the one we just said. And then the second answer, as we'll, as we'll see. So he writes here in the first, um, the first note, he says, it's known as Avraham's Nisayon, but you know what? What do we call it? Akedas Yisrak. We, Am Yisrael, Chazal, Chazal call it Akedas Yisrak. The Torah says, Velakim Nises Avraham. Hashem tested Avraham. But in all of Chazal, it's all Akedas Yitzchak. Isn't that interesting? Torah Shabbat focuses on Avraham. Teresh Wapet focuses on Yitzchak. We've said a number of years ago, the Chassam Sofer is shot in answering this question. Not answering this question, the Chassam Sofer's idea. The Chassam Sofer writes in a tshuva, and he quotes it here in the beginning of 13, that in a sense, Yitzchak had a harder test than Avraham. The opposite of what we just said with the Chassam Sofer. Had a harder test than Avraham. Why? Avraham heard it from Hashem. Hashem told Avraham, what to do? There was clarity. Yitzchak heard it from Avraham. Yitzchak didn't hear it from Hashem. Yitzchak had to have emuna. Yitzchak had to have emuna in his father that his father didn't mess up, that his father didn't misunderstand. Dad, you know, you're 137 years old. Maybe, maybe a little senioritis. Maybe a little bit. Maybe you didn't, you know, your whole life Hashem's telling you not to and now he's telling you to. You know, uh, maybe, maybe just ask him one more time. Nothing. Says Chassam Sofer, Avram was a Bechina of Torah Shebechsaf. And Yitzchak was a Bechina of Torah Shebalpeh. He heard it from Avraham. He heard it from the Mesorah. So that's the Chassam Sofer. But answer, use that to answer our question. Why does the Torah focus on Avraham? Well, just add, well, we focus on Yitzchak. You know why? Avram was an element like Torah Shebech So in the Torah Shebech Sav, it mentions Avram. 
But in Torah Shebaalpeh, in Chazal, what we call it, we call it as Yitzchak. Because Yitzchak acted in a Torah Shebaalpeh way. And that's why Yitzchak is who we focus on in, uh, in the Zohar and in Chazal. Wow. Okay, one idea. But then there's a second idea that he quotes, and as he has a one or two pieces on every parsha, and he relates many different marmakomas to it, I just gave you two or three of the first pages. He has a second idea. The first idea from the based on the Sofer is here on page Chavdalid. But then he has a second idea, and this is a question that's asked by others, and that is after the Akedah, finally Hashem says, "Atoyadati ki Now I know that you're a fearer of God. And the question is, a fearer of God? What about an ohave of God? Why Dafke after the Akedah is he called the Yerei Elohim? So there is an idea that's, that's already mentioned by the Gra that the Akedah, you know why the Akedah is noted as Avram's test? Because it went against Avram's essence. And when you have to do something that goes totally against who you are and against your essence... That's very hard, right? Remember, when with the Egyptians, Avodas Perach, the men got the women's work, the women's got the men's work. When it, go, when it goes against your essence, that's very hard. Here, says the, uh, the left side now, on page, on page seven. Elas Avram Vada, the boys, Galola Bedina, to Avram Lohavi Bedina, Kla Bakadvasana, a quote from the Zohar. Tavasa Zohar, Shala Olam Hanisayin Ha Ikari Shala Kedu Dafke Tel Avraham. Why Avraham? Lafisha Tivo Hayal Avodas Akadish Brachim is a chesed. Hashem served Hashem with chesed, with kindness. When Hashem tells him to kill his son, that's using Midas Hadin, that's going against his essence. And that's what made it so hard. Yitzchak was all about Din. Yitzchak's Midah was Gvura. Yitzchak's Midah was inner strength. Holding back. So the Akedah was kind of fit into his essence. That's why it's called Avram's test. But he adds and says in, an, in a fascinating Ha'ara, in a sense, Yitzchak, it went against Yitzchak's Midah as well. Why? Yitzchak had to allow Avraham to fulfill his test. He had to stretch out his neck, allow himself to be tied up. That's chesed. So Yitzchak does chesed to his father to allow him to pass his test. So Avram is overcoming his chesed and acting in a way of din. Yitzchak is overcoming din. Din is, I'm going to fight you, in a sense. Din is, and then he lets Avram do it. Right? Pasha Savarok, beautiful. His havcha midas Yitzchak lemidaso shal Avram shu chesed umidas Avram lemidaso shal Yitzchak shehudin. Wow! So Avram acts like Yitzchak a little bit, and Yitzchak acts like Avram a little bit, and that's what he quotes from the Arizal. That was the Akedah. It was a combination, right? And that's why he kept saying Avi Bini over and over again. They keep saying my father, my son, because they're taking the midos of each other, taking the midos. And he continues and says, this isn't the first time Avram Avinu was asked to go against his Midah of Chesed. We know from last week's parsha, leaving his father, that's also going against his Midah of Chesed. But the Akedah reached, uh, it reached very high levels. Very high levels.
And that's what he says on the next page from the Vilna Gon, where it's underlined. When have we come to per- complete perfection? When we can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with opposite Midos. Right? If we only serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with one of our Midos, so then that doesn't show that we're really serving Hashem. It might just be like natural, what we're doing. If somebody serves HaKadosh Baruch Hu with opposite Midos, so then that shows... That shows something, that shows completion, that shows that they're really using, they're using the kochos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them in order to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the ultimate way. So we should all be zochet to use all of our kochos to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, chesed, din, uh, and all that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us and to be able to perfect ourselves, to follow all of the avos, Avram and Yitzchak in this week's parsha until we get to Yaakov Hashem in another couple of weeks. Uh, just again, today's Shia was sponsored by uh, Lyndon Arthur Cook in memory of Milton Cook, Moshe Ben Yosef, whose yard site was uh, today. And also just announcement that serve a program that has been uh, uh, publicized about Hilcha Shabbos, especially starting next week. So the uh, my Hilcha Shabbos year in the Assays, two years for all of Hilcha Shabbos. So starting with the Assays of Shabbos, so the Shia will be... Uh, Uploaded in many different uh, forums, including on the uh, on the OU site, uh, Bezos Hashem, starting next week. Okay, we'll stop here.